Ohaku or Not covers the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, an encyclopedia series published from 1985 to 1988 by Marvel Comics. And we cover it with several panelists with little to no knowledge of the Marvel Universe, giving their first impressions of each character, its look, concept, and story. Warning, listener discretion is advised. Ohatmu or Not is a proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. This is your host, Siskoid, and with me today are... Emily, Isabel, Natalie, Ilyse, Shotgun. Sentry to Shang-Chi. Sentry. <laughs> Sentries are Kree robots left to protect different military outposts all over the galaxy. Sentry 213, the 30-foot model left in Earth's solar system, was stationed at an unmanned depot on Uranus and was destroyed by the Eternals, who ended up colonizing Titan around Saturn. Another century, century 459, only 15 feet, this one was left on Earth 25,000 years ago to surveil the Inhumans. It remained mostly dormant until awakened by the Fantastic Four, who defeated it. It's been awakened from time to time by Kree agents, but its rampages were always stopped by superheroes or S.H.I.E.L.D., just as we've seen other centuries crop up, some as small as six feet over the years. Centuries are super strong and fire energy beams from their eyes. They can also communicate with their Kree masters across interstellar distances, pictured fighting Captain Marvel in his original uniform. Are centuries sentient? Um, no. Nah. Why are his colors so dull? Mm. So washed out. It's the it's been you know exposed to the element for so long. He looks like a black sweater you've forgotten on the in the back of your car yeah. yes. in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine though you time travel to a couple thousand years ago and there's a robot mm. and you're like whoa is it a Roman thing? Yeah, the legs. Right? <laughs> yeah, because it looks like a sandal and it looks like the bottom of a thingy. You know the thing? Those Roman skirts? Yeah. <laughs> the thingy. I can't think of what it's called. No, looks Roman like that skirts. could be the inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Even the haircut. <laughs> oh, very Julius Caesar. Oh, it's, yeah. So they all look the same, these dudes. Yeah, different sizes, but that's basically. And what determines the size they're going to be? They get built. <laughs> uh, yes, let's make this but one big. Novel. But why why would you make one six feet and make the other one fifteen feet? Is it more, the size of the planet? More portable. <laughs> Sometimes you only need six feet. You know, a, a good pocket size six feet. <laughs> you need one that gets through the door. You know, resources are limited, so they use many resources to build a thirty feet and then they were like, oh, fuck, we need to do more. I guess we'll shrink them to 15 feet because we'll run out. Ah, oh, shit! We still need more and we have nothing left. Six feet it is. Okay. It's just poor planning. The, okay, yeah. the six foot is a wartime okay. century. <laughs> Imagine, though, they're technically babushka dolls. <laughs> oh. Now that's effective. Like, you can really travel with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Imagine you're trying to beat something and they keep babushking on <laughs> Damn it! Eventually Marvel repurposed this name for a superhero that 
that was like basically their Superman, mm. and it was like a hero that was there all along, but nobody remembered him. Oh, <laughs> that sounds very Marvillian. But doesn't look like this. I don't like it. So so wait, wasn't it? Is it a century that's in? The first Thor movie, or is it completely something different? No, that's the Destroyer. Oh, the Destroyer, right. Okay. It's not a Kree thing. It's I, I, Asgardian. Mm. Mm. They like to f- forgot to put on an ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just thighs up there. It's it was like going to a... be 16 feet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Depends Wait. how big the ass is. It was good. No, I'm so confused. No, they were planning to do it, you know. They just didn't think it was an asset. <laughs> I think that's as much entertainment as I get all this, as we'll get out of this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nat. You slightly redeemed him. <laughs> Them? It's kind of boring. I feel like we're going to forget this. Like it, it feels like the Sentinels to me. Right? Yeah. To be honest with you. It's just after, right? Yeah. I can't believe that we all giggled at Uranus. Oh. <laughs> well, Stop giggling at my... <laughs> <laughs> well, you also said like a depot in Uranus. <laughs> Alright, let's not spend too much time on this, uh, yeah, no, on this thing. We got better things coming up. I hope so. So I will ask Century, hot or not? No. Yeah. No. Meh. I will forget. Him. Oh, you know what? Fne. Mm. Oh, we, have, we haven't fned in a while. It's even fun for the, the fans. The Serpent Society and their HQ. So, I mean, we've been enjoying them since almost the beginning. Yeah, Anaconda was, like, very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I say enjoying, maybe sometimes <laughs> horrified by them. But the Serpent Society is a criminal business of mercenary villains based on snakes. The leader is Sidewinder, who is one of the only characters on this list we haven't seen yet, but mm-hmm. we will soon. He was inspired by a past snake team, the Serpent Squad. They most often came into conflict with Captain America. There was even supposed to be a Captain America movie subtitled The Serpent Society for a while on the boards. Oh, man. Uh, they advertise through underworld channels, saying <laughs> no job is too large. Sidewinder assigns the required members. Part of the fees go to the organization, but each villain is well paid. They have insurance benefits, Aww. safe lodging and comradeship. Well. And because Sidewinder is a teleporter, they get busted out of prison easily if caught. <laughs> That's better than 90% of jobs in America. Come on! It's one of the best organized villain groups in operation. So we have Sidewinder, Anaconda, Asp, Black Mamba, Bushmaster, Cobra, Cottonmouth, Diamondback, Death Adder, Book of the Dead, mm. and Rattler. Plus, uh, their headquarters on the next page, oh! the Serpent Citadel. Oh, so that's with a C. It's an abandoned mental institution somewhere in upstate New York. It looks like a legit private hospital from the outside. And so from this place, the serpents can launch flying serpent saucer vehicles, <laughs> which they have three. And it is staffed by ten servants, gardeners, security guards, and physicians 
all of whom are aware of their employer's criminal natures. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> so, at first I thought that, like, society, you know, separate society is very pretentious. But you know what? They deserve it. Good on them. Kudos. You're very organized, and you treat your people well. Guys, there are uh, vacant quarters, so we could oh. apply. There's a Possibly. spa. Are there any snakes left? Oh, yeah. Uh, black racer. <laughs> <laughs> Garden snake. Some other snakes eventually joined the team that, like after this, right? So is there a room where there's just like real snakes? There's not not for anything, just for fun. Yeah, I hope so. Or mice for snacks. Mm. <laughs> I feel like the no job is too large is kind of a snake thing. Like, uh, you know, they can kind of wrap <laughs> under their job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, yeah, we can probably take care of it. Oh, how nice of them to have an operating theater, you know, when you want to look at your friends getting butchered and turn into a living snake. <laughs> yeah, because a bunch of them are genetically modified, right? Most of them, yeah. Well, not genetically, but like biomechanics. Mostly, But it happened before this, obviously. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. But maybe you need to fix it. So the Serpent Society does not create serpents, it just recruits them. Most of them were like... Somehow... Built by our... Roxxon, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And is there any links between Roxxon and the Serpent Society? Not anymore. I think like they, they were originally they were used by Roxxon. Oh, okay. And then they went their own way. And then they became like right. communist heroes. <laughs> I, I think today the company, the business is called Serpent Solutions. I love that. <laughs> like, d does does like hero organizations have like insurance and stuff like that? Not all of them, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the Avengers give you benefits. Uh, I think so, because they're uh, financed by Tony Stark. Mm. Oh. And like, the Fantastic Four are financed yeah, but... by Reed Richards' inventions. And but, like, Professor they... X, must there must be... It... Do they get paid time off? School insurance or something. Do they cover their hospital bills? Mm. <laughs> what about a sick day? Can I take a sick day <laughs> if I'm an Avenger? I wonder if a lot of people just get turned into snake people in the hopes that the Serpent Society will take them. Oh, I imagine they have like a, you know, like a, oh, what are those Career called? day or... <laughs> yeah, like a, a career day or I was picturing... Like a casting call? Like a debutante ball. <laughs> For <laughs> they launch They launch their new snakes into society. Not <laughs> everyone was into society. it. There are Serpent Squad members who refuse to join. But Why? Viper and Constrictor. Why? Maybe they didn't enjoy Sidewinder's vibe. I don't oh, know. I didn't want to <laughs> remain independent. Mm. Okay, they okay. didn't want to be in a society. They didn't want to give part of the earnings mm. to the company. They are villains. You know? yes. <laughs> Imagine, okay, your headquarters has a spa. How shitty do your co-workers have to be so that you leave? <laughs> they Probably. have to be snakes in the grass. I, I think, they, as you can see, they were never in the team, or else they'd be the grid here. Yeah. So they and maybe the they spa, never enjoyed the spa. Maybe the spa is full of scales and shit, <laughs> just like <laughs> shedding. You're in the spa, but oh you're with God. cotton mouth. Yeah. He's like relaxing his jaw in there. Yeah. <laughs> or you oh. find like old skin, snake skins around. <laughs> Imagine there. massaging like a, a, no, a jaw you. that you can open that much. Because mm -hmm. oh, as we so know, weird. Diamondback flipped. 
she became one of uh, Captain America's team. True, yeah. So not all of these people stayed with the team. Yeah, you know, it was not worth it. She was, she was, America had a ping pong table, so. Yeah, she was, she was mad that she was put right next to the servants' quarters. Ah, oh, boop. There's a lot of guest quarters. Who's all the people staying there? <laughs> it's an Airbnb. <laughs> Can you book a snake experience? A snake experience? <laughs> But I mean, it does kind of like, and maybe, maybe that's what I'm about to say. Maybe that's not true, but it sort of has like a X-Men building kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It 100%. Feels, it feels like a villain version of that. It's in the same region. Upstate New York is also where the Professor X. The They're neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Just beyond the forest over there. <laughs> it's giving hotel to me. Yeah, because it seems like the rooms are pretty small and like all the same. So yeah, I can. Well, I mean, if it was an asylum yeah, or a cells. hospital, yeah, looks like a Best Western. <laughs> <laughs> other chains available. Not a sponsor. I've seen a snake in a, an hotel once. I don't. I don't remember if it was a Best Western. In a hotel. Why? Like, was it supposed to? Was no, it was someone, not supposed to be. It was not someone's it was, name. No, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a guest. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a tiny little suitcase. Oh, I love it. Oh. Oh, he, he has to hold it with his mouth because yeah. he doesn't have arms. And he has like a little hat. Yeah, just a garter snake. Yeah, just a little garter snake that was hanging out. How rude of you to assume it wasn't a guest. (laughs) (laughs) Serpent Society, hot or not? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I'm hot! Okay, I'm gonna go hot. Just because, you know what? I appreciate an organized group. (laughs) You like like the logistics. I love a theme. And they're consistent, and I appreciate that. You know, and not everyone's fun in an organization. You're not gonna like everyone. No, like, Cottonmouth's still gross, but you know what? (laughs) You don't have to socialize. Rattler still looks like a monkey. Whatever. Yeah, it's weird, but you know what? You just have, as long as there's the internet, (laughs) <laughs> There's a TV room. <laughs> yeah, there was an internet at this point. Probably. I know. I'm saying, like, if I were to be in this society now, not as a simple gal. <laughs> Wait, do they live there all yeah. the time, or yeah. do they just stay there? Probably when they not all the time. They have quarters, so you can stay there. I'm guessing, like, maybe they like come in when something's going on. I'm picturing know. as a sorority. And also, these people, many of these people are. Mutated. So right, so they can't. Yes, yeah, it's hard they to wouldn't really fit in at an actual bed. Yeah, Bushmaster right. with his long snake tail. Yeah, he's, he's not work, walking into a Target. Yeah. <laughs> Other department stores are available. <laughs> in fact, you, they have to be available in Canada because Target, yes, Target yeah. is dead. And that was for my American friends. Over there. <laughs> yes. We had a Target for like three months. Yeah. Target is dead in Canada, whereas Toys R Us is still alive. Yes. yes. Weird. Also yeah. not a spot. <laughs> I just wish the building had a name that wasn't that. I wish it was like a... You don't like Serpent Citadel? Well, why isn't it Serpent Sanatorium? Oh. It used to be a sanatorium. Yeah. Okay. I can be sold on, on Citadel. I hate it because it's a C. And every other thing is an S. No, they just don't know how to write. They, they write just, it with an S. Uh, is it with an S? No, no. it's with oh. a C. I wish it was with an S, though. That would be delightful. <laughs> and then it would be or three S-S. S's at the beginning of every... No, they should just uh, do, like, certain society S club. Oh. <laughs> Are they seven? <laughs> no. Uh, there's too ten many. there. Oh, can we... I want them to be the S club. S- can we 
all dress as Serpent Society members and then dance like the S Club? Yeah. Oh, with our tails wagging. Yeah. We could. I imagine that's some sort of boy band. Yeah. S okay. Club. <laughs> Ain't no party like an S Club party. Oh, hey. everybody from side to side. <laughs> <laughs> have never been so alive. <laughs> <laughs> that song even has the, those, those lyrics that, where was it, was it like a, hey you nanas, no, hey you mama, show, shake show your, your nanas. Show, show, show your, your tatas. Show your tatas. Oh, those are words. Yeah. <laughs> Music is dead. <laughs> you can blame the British. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> We're catching her just before she joined the Avengers. But Cersei is an Eternal. She's basically the main character in the Eternals movie, played by Gemma Chan, who met Odysseus back in the 13th century BC and spawned the legend of Cersei with C's. <laughs> this is Cersei with S. Uh, the sorceress who turned his men into animals when she found them appallingly violent. In the present day, she's a powerful heroine who has the full suite of eternal powers, flight, strength, and vulnerability, teleportation, telekinesis, energy beams, but her focus is transmutation. She can transform both living and unliving matter into whatever she wants. Mm. Cersei is a hedonist, surrounding herself only with the finest things that her powers can produce. She has social graces, even in mortal combat. Other Eternals consider her flighty, but... If the world is in trouble, she's there. Pictured firing beams from her eyes and hands uh, against Romans in the later case, hypnotizing a man with a pipe in Greco-Roman dress, showing off cleavage, attacking Crow with Icarus, and transforming a soldier's shield into a piglet. Okay, well, that little pig is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Hell yeah. When you said... <clears throat> hypnotizing a man with a pipe. Mm -hmm. I was like, how is she using the pipe? I was picturing a plumbing. Like, <laughs> oh. Yes, the man is smoking a pipe. Yes. I, I understand that. Um, but how does that work? <laughs> well, you put tobacco the in the, the... No, but how does that hypnotize him? No, it doesn't. <laughs> She's hypnotizing him, but he's smoking a she pipe. He just happens oh, to oh, it's a, uh, with a pipe. <laughs> Hypnotizing a man with this a is, pipe. This okay. is how language kind of yeah. works sometimes. Yeah, okay. it fails us. So, yes, so I don't know what they call it in English, but in French, uh, it's, it's got a name. Contrepetrerie. <laughs> it means, it sounds like you're doing like in the wrong order of words or something. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose that everything we see the uh, and not the main image is her actual outfit. And this is not something that she actually wore because... We see nothing of that in the other images. Well, all the other images are like older comics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel so like this is like you know the dress everywhere else. Cool. This is like what you wear for slut day. <laughs> slut day. The, the universally acknowledged <laughs> slut. Day. You know Halloween. Mark your calendars. The second Tuesday of July. <laughs> <laughs> 
slutty day. She looks hot as hell. Oh my god. She's doing like one of those poses that uh, the photographer is like, oh yeah, okay, no, pop your bum. Pop your no. I know it feels uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's gonna look great. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think she walk. I don't think you can do that physically. Can you be like that front facing and also butt facing? Um, I feel like that's a drawing thing. <laughs> a lot of uh, like bodybuilder poses. Oh, you're look right. Like this, oh, where okay. they're like turning their waist is like really turned and. I feel like such. the legs should move a little. Like, the, the knee there should be closer oh, to the other yeah, one yeah. so that it would make more sense. Oh, yeah. But other than that, it's... There, there's something uncanny valley about the posture. Something doesn't work here. I, I really feel it's it's the right leg. It, it, does, it shouldn't foot. be it yeah. shouldn't be facing forward. It should yeah. be on the side and it should be closer to the other one. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah, it like, looks like her leg is just broken at the, the femur. Yeah, if you yeah. hide her midsection... You just have to move her over like a couple centimeters and then it makes sense. But then there's like, what? Yeah. Well, this is the posture that then epitomized 90s comics. But, but this was in the 80s. Yeah, this is yeah, a, the. Art I, Adams was um, avant garde. <laughs> this is the fan fiction version. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like, she's gorgeous. And I mean, if I had that body, I would probably be more comfortable showing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you'd be wearing Celeb- today. Um, Celebrating I thought you were going to say, I, I'd be, if I had that body, I'd be disjointed as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm. but her, yes. her boobs are, are very big and round, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yeah, that's true of the original costume as well. Yeah. I really like the original the costume a lot. Yeah, like, I, I like the the original costume <clears throat> looks more like a very sporty, cute dress. Like it, it's still like really sexy. Yeah, but it almost like, looks like a romper cute. actually. Yeah, it looks mm. more like a romper, which I love. I love the idea of a romper on a superhero. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Question: Does this pig situation happen often, but with different objects? I love it. Yes, that's hilarious. Oh, I would love to have this power. Oh, okay. I would just fuck around so much. I would turn things into such silly shit all the time. <laughs> okay, imagine. Okay, imagine a scene where she's like in a room and you just hear like ah oh, that that that, and then like the doors open and just a bunch of pigs run out and then beat up superheroes in the back. Well, super villains, I guess. That's hilarious. I That's what happens that. in the Odyssey, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, this yeah. uh, crew gets all turned into pigs, and when you said that, I wasn't sure because you said like it inspired the the tale. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that doesn't really like happen, but. You know, but she, no, that's what she does. She does turn people into pigs. I love this. I was like, one second you're drinking a cup of coffee, and then you turn around, and it's a kitten. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, no, it would be amazing. Can I turn just a bunch of things into food? Yeah. Would it be edible though? Is it edible? Yeah, of course it, it is. Be edible, <gasps> delicious. Isn't there? No, they don't show it too much, right? Because they do say like uh, she surrounds herself with all the finest things that she creates. Mm. That's just fun. Yeah, I mean. Girl, she seems more serious than that to me because I discovered her through the Avengers. Right. And in the Avengers, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate someone who appreciates good food and good music and good wine and, you know, good, good pigs. pigs. Uh, I'm sure her love language is giving. <laughs> I just noticed his expression. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love how shocked oh, he looks. It's so pig! <laughs> Which, like, fair. He I looks mad. Pretty at, at first he looks mad, but then he's just like, oh! 
<laughs> and have you ever tried to hold a piglet? Those things squirm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, he has sort of like um, piggy bank energy. Yes, he <laughs> really does. I don't remember remember much of the Eternal movie, but I don't feel like she was that kind of silly and fun either. No, I don't think so. Who played her? Gemma Chan. She was the main character. Yeah. It was her and the dude from Game of Thrones who played Icarus. Yeah. I like her. Like, boob-wise, it should have probably been Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in the movie. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love her hair as well. Yeah, she, she looks so damn black. serious in that picture, too. Like, But, like, she's giving eyebrows. I love it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's very, like, effortlessly cool. Like, yeah. it feels like... She just gets out of the shower and it already looks great. Yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah I hate her for that. <laughs> yeah, and she's the kind of person that like oh, you always okay. you go out with her, but you're always like, I'm I'm not even gonna try because like yeah, no, just you know. Is Cersei hot or not? No, obviously. I mean, yes. she is. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, and she. It's like. I want to have a piglet party with her. Yes. A piglet party? Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> okay, but imagine you would be able to change everything in your house for like a specific reason. Honestly, it would. Ha- it could be exactly what you want. Because it's yeah. like so rare to be able to find exactly the thing that you would want it to mm-hmm. be. Because you don't could want, do that. You don't want like more clutter in your house. But being able to do like, you know, everything that's in the decor in my living room is now Christmas. Yeah, that's great. That's oh. amazing. Because, like, I'd love to have Christmas pillows. Yeah. But, like, it's a pain in the ass. Then you have to, like, store these for most of the year. And, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But if I could just have them for, like, a month and then they turn back, that'd be oh, cool. Yeah. You and I have very different problems. <laughs> <laughs> I have Christmas pillows. That's nice. Yeah, I don't take... I haven't taken them out the last two years. Yeah, I feel like that's happened. Why I, would these boots... They're too I high. I like the boots. I like, I like that the, the I like the slit the boot slit. I, I, too many things would fall into them. Like be really skin tight. Oh, I thought you were gonna say bees. <laughs> bees. <laughs> like bees would fall into. Yes. Okay, she'll transform them into pigs. <laughs> but like no bees skin tight. I mean, she clearly does not have pockets in this. No, that's fair. Suit. So, then, so she stuffs her cell phone no, in her boots. That's oh. why she needs to transform things into kangaroos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She technically doesn't need a purse. She could just like, oh, a rock becomes my cell phone. Oh, no. What about like you don't want to carry a bag at the mall, so you turn it into like a cat. So you want a cat? Yeah. And you get the cat to follow you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then you get home and you turn it back into your shit. Why a cat? I feel like a Why are you going? (laughs) Why are you even buying that stuff? Why are you going to the mall? Bags are heavy. No, but you can just make things appear. You can just make them. You don't have to buy shit. No, well... You can just look through a catalog and say this, boom. No, but she turns shit into shit. Yeah, just Air. get a gravel driveway. Air is not shit. I've breathed in lately. Cersei, tell them about yourself. I can change a rock into water. I, I could turn a rock into wood. Or a rock into metal. Actually, one time I turned a rock into air. Cut. Uh, Shadow Cat. Yes. Kitty Pride, every oh. teenage boy's of a certain age's crush, is a mutant with the power to phase through solid matter and disrupt it if it contains electrical systems. She was the junior X-Man through the 80s. Still a teenager, but not relegated to the New Mutants. 
She honed her powers until she could make other people and objects phase with her, walk on air, and see people who are astrally projecting like Professor X mind traveling. She also runs around with the little dragon Lockheed. Kitty changed costumes and code names often, not really knowing what her identity should be. But Shadowcat stuck at the end of the 80s, by which point she was older and quite a good leader. She dated Colossus, who was a few years older at 18, but just a big dumb jock, while she was great with computers and electronics. Through the relationship, she learned to speak fluent Russian, among other languages. She's smirt. Kitty Pride is from a Jewish family, a child of divorce. She's conscientious, enthusiastic, generally cheerful. She can spin improvised stories for the younger kids of the school and is like most X-Men's kid sister. Pictured walking through a wall with a rug in the danger room, letting Nimrod's <laughs> blast go right through her, phasing through destiny, through a wall, <laughs> diving into the floor, and phasing down several stories in her skating outfit. Why did the danger room need a rug? Probably to practice. It's a practice. Bring, bringing something you have else. To bring something with you through well, the phasing. Bring a couch and Look, a table. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the rug really tied the room together. Okay. It is a goddamn shame and crime that Lockheed is not pictured. You're right. He's not in any no. of the pictures. No. Unfortunate. I really interpreted phasing through destiny in a different way. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, it's a character. I don't understand the outfit. I actually really I fucking like love it. it. <laughs> I love it. I like it. What do you mean you don't understand it? It's just, okay, there's a mask, but it, it, it almost reads like very theatrical. Oh, like, yes. It, it doesn't, it like reads costume party, not superhero. And then, then there's this, just this blouse. Oh. <laughs> like there's a blouse. It's a jacket. Oh. And then there's like an 80s workout you wear. You call it a blouse, but it's something over something. It's a jacket. It okay. looks it, like a blouse. But it, it looks like she should have pants. I agree that it's like it's like she's getting dressed for her theater performance. Yeah. And she hasn't put her pants on yet. But like she has to have the leg warmers and the tights so that her muscles don't. Most of like... her costumes were like had this sort of leotard look. Yeah. So the ballerina. jacket was the jacket and mask were like now I'm a I'm an adult. <laughs> it's, it's, wow. um, it screams a lot of things. Adult, eh, not that much, but it screams I love it. I mean, it screams I'm going to a masquerade ball. Mm -hmm. It's giving a uh, Princess Bride ballet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like it. I don't think I'd wear it. I'd watch a Princess Bride ballet. Yes, oh, I'd also watch that. Yeah. Go make that. I, I know you. <laughs> Someone that. make that, please. All our choreographer friends. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. I love the colors. And I love the name. Mm -hmm. Shadow Cat is so cool. Yeah, she used names like Ariel and Pixie. <laughs> stuff like that. that is good it's as a little bit. But it never stuck. We just called her Kitty Pride. Yeah. Is it Shadow Cat because of Kitty? Does it's she stay fun. Shadow Cat? Yeah, Shadow Cat becomes the, the I norm. I like Shadow Cat. I get why everyone's in love with her. I'm also in love with yeah, this. Yeah. She sounds so cool. <laughs> like I feel like everything you said was cool. I'm also I, perhaps a little biased as one of these teenage boys. <laughs> I, I wish she was my babysitter. And look at the outfits. Like when she's phasing, obviously, and like diving. It looks cool as well. She's she wearing bell bottoms? Yeah. Yeah. She has and a like good a sense of style. Oh, she's so hot. I want to go thrifting with her. Mm-hmm. 
she must find the best things. Oh, yeah. And since she's, like, clearly a good role model, she'd let me have them. Oh, with that hair? <laughs> yeah, her hair is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting texture. It looks like a perm a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah. 80s perm. I think they were naturally curly. They, all, they always have curls. In yeah, yeah, they're just a bit well. different. Yeah, just, like... There were, like, if you look at the graduation pictures, like those boards that they have in the high schools, basically, like, everyone in the 80s has this hairstyle. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love the jacket. It's yeah. so good. And I love the power. Yes, please give me the power not to stub my toes anymore and to just walk in rooms and say fuck you to doors. Oh, man. <laughs> you were a fan of uh, Phantom Girl, right? Yeah, I loved her a lot. She was one of my favorite. But she has to focus to walk through things, right? So you would still stub your toe unless you're focusing on putting your toe through the coffee table, which I don't think you're doing because if you were doing that, you wouldn't. If you're shotgun, your you're toe. just phasing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just a phase mode. Like, yeah, what's, what's going on with Shine? Oh, she's in a phase. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is one of the autographs that our friend Dr. Oh, Ange yeah. got us. Nice really? and we show it when... So Art Adams, same artist as Cersei, by the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, he wrote to the Otaku girls, Art Adams, date. Uh, and, of course, Ange asks the artist to write if they think <laughs> the character's hot or not. And he wrote, potentially hot. She's 15 years old here. <laughs> not 15 years old there. No, you said you said that it, she, she was becoming a leader and adult there. Yeah. I agree. When this seven. issue came out, when she became... Well, maybe she was still like... To my mind, she was at least 16 when I started reading X-Men comics. And this is later. Mm. This is like four years later. So... But does time uh, pass? I think he remembers her as a teenager. Mm. But he's the artist that drew that. <laughs> yes, but this is a teenager and we saw what an adult woman looked like in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. But thank you for the nice autograph. Yes. Yeah. So fun. I wonder, I want to hear more about it. Can we know how he reacted to the premise of the podcast? Yeah, because they always like not like it. They're like, oh, I, no. I think I, I, I understand that I don't know how, like, I'd feel weird about hiding my own work. Mm-hmm. I, I would sense, not. Yeah. <laughs> she has the difference between us. <laughs> she was. He keeps hiding her paintings, so like mm-hmm. she would not everything that she does. No, but I'm pretty sure Art Adams believes his Cersei is hot. Like he drew oh, her hot. Sure. Yes. Oh yes. yes. And she. But is, he didn't necessarily she wasn't draw... drawing like Shadowcat. Yeah. To be, like, yeah. Shadowcat's not a sex spot. Vixen. You know. Like I think it's awkward if like yeah you're asking the premise works because we're women. Yeah. Mostly. You're mostly women. Yes. <laughs> 98% of me. <laughs> it's fluid. So is Shadowcat hot or not? Oh, uh, yeah, hot. Oh, for oh. sure. Her occupation is adventurer. How more cool do you want to be? Uh, yeah, she's very she's cool. so cool. Yeah, it's a little, like, Corsair vibes with the sleeves and stuff. Like it's. That's it's interesting got... you say that, because the first comic, the first X-Men I ever read, and read and read and read, because it was the only comic we had in Texas <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> You had, the I had that and a Hulk reprint, which we didn't care about. There's two copies. No. And I've talked about this on another podcast. There's a Find Your Joy episode on the Fire and Water Presents feed about it. But it's uh, Kitty's Fairy Tale, it was what it was called. And it was just a sort of hangout 
issue where she's babysitting, where she's telling Colossus's little sister a story. It's all the X-Men, but they're in like D&D world. Mm. And she's a pirate. <laughs> it's Pirate Kitty and uh, her partner, Colossus. And uh, Professor X is a wizard, and Phoenix is this uh, princess that they have to rescue because she's turned evil, etc. Oh, it's definitely the vibe. Yeah. So pirate, pirate makes sense. And sure. I like that she like invents stories and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Fun. I like that. She Honestly, would fit we in. <laughs> Obviously, we share that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would wear this jacket. Just for the record. Yeah. I often say what I would wear. This. Shang-Chi! Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Uh, His origin isn't unlike what's in the movie. Okay. Uh, Minus those magic rings. Mm -hmm. There's no magic rings. Uh, In the comic, Shang-Chi's father was Fu Manchu, the Chinese villain from the pulp novels, which is why they changed it to the Mandarin, because Marvel no longer had the rights to Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu raised him to be a weapon at 19... Fu Manchu sent him to assassinate an old enemy, and Shang-Chi went, thinking his father was a great humanitarian in need of protection. So he did it, but it was an android replica of the man, so he didn't kill anyone really. An ally of the victim shows up and tells him what's what. Fu Manchu is an international criminal and killer. Shang-Chi checks this out. It's true. Oh my god! Vows to defeat his father. Devotes himself to dismantling Fu Manchu's criminal empire using only his amazing martial arts skills. He's so skilled that he can grab thrown knives coming at him and throw them back with unerring accuracy. He is the single best living practitioner of Kung Fu on Earth. Enough that he can fight and win against superpowered opponents. With that training also comes knowledge of Chinese philosophy and fishing. <laughs> Everyone needs a hobby. You have to learn to relax. <laughs> and Shang-Chi is quite relaxed, calm, stoic. He dislikes the life of an adventurer and uses his powers only for the noblest causes. Pictured hitting two guys behind him. <laughs> <laughs> only for the noblest causes. Man. I'm hitting two men behind him. Right. <laughs> I, love, I feel like oh. when he goes fishing, he just sits by the water and then grabs a fish. Yes, is it what that's it does? how I imagine That's also what I was picturing. He could do that. Oh, I love it so much. I want to see the montage where he's like having the identity crisis and then vows to defeat his father. Oh, yeah. And then like there's the training montage. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. There's a big Kung Fu craze in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So he got a series that was, it lasted a long time. The Deadly Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. It's a I'm very s- long title. Yeah. I'm so happy that, you know, he looks good. <laughs> because... I've grown very fond of this character thanks to Simu Liu. Oh, he looks so good. Oh, oh my god, that man is handsome. Oh. I still think he stands like a Canadian. Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. He's very Canadian. <laughs> you note his posture next time. <laughs> it's just so Canadian. Immediately, I was like, dude's Canadian. Look at him. <laughs> so, like, I-, I was kind of afraid that we would meet the character in the comic and he would just, like... 
know, look boring or no, bland. No, this is a cool this drawing. This is really looking like, cool. too stereotypical in a comical yeah. way, but mm, no, yeah. I really like oh. it. His hair is fantastic. Oh. I'm, imagine the trimming on the suit is, like, gold. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like nice. silk? Oh, I hope oh. it's silk. Oh, mm. nice. Yes. But like, uh, and, and it's also fun because it's really we don't see that many action pose in this, like in the whole hot move. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's ah, I love everything about it. I feel like he could give me a hug. Me. And I'd believe that everything was going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. I look at him and I'm like, those arms are hug me. Yeah. He does feel like he'd be comforting. Yeah? yeah. Like, yeah. super calm and like... Yeah. But not in an annoying way. No. And no. a like... <sighs> Let me grab you a fish. <laughs> <laughs> His feet feel, like, very, like, agile. That's very sexy to me. <laughs> agile feet. I was like, agile, agile feet? <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, boy. oh, my! What are you going to do? <laughs> I was going to say the most PG thing. Stop. Okay, okay. No, I come from a coastal village. <laughs> we have to walk on rocks a lot. It's good to be agile on your feet. Okay. But is what it... did you think? I was gonna say. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know something like, oh, I didn't massage those feet. <laughs> I'm not a foot person. But, but agile feet, though. Agile feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, agile hands, yes. Agile feet, I, I don't know. Barely ever see my husband's feet. So. Have husband. you confirmed that he does have feet? He does. He does. I've seen them very rarely. Uh, he gets out of bed in the morning and puts socks on and then slippers and then he goes to bed and he like sits on the side of the bed, takes them off and then slips into bed. So you don't see your husband's feet? I, when, he, <laughs> when he showers and like when we go to the beach. Well, then, then how do you know if they're agile or not? I, uh, <laughs> I just, I have to guess through the slippers. You would think that Emily being so short compared to Monsieur Luc that she would see only the feet. Only the feet. <laughs> It is also very funny to me that he like lives exclusively in socks when you cannot keep socks on oh your my feet God. to save your life. I am exclusively barefoot. <laughs> Can we get back to him? Yes. Can we get back to him hugging me and making me feel that everything's gonna be all right? <laughs> okay. Oh, I love him so much. Well, I guess I know the answer. He's very handsome. Like imagine those hands, like with. I don't, I, this is stupid, but I feel like because he is so, like, agile and precise, he would give the best massage. Yeah. Uh, I, I okay. The pressure plates uh-huh. and everything. <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. massages. Yes. I don't even want to, like, use him for his body or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, miss, I want him to hug me. How noble of you. <laughs> I just want to respect him. I don't care if you're buff and you have a huge penis. <laughs> Like me. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are too silly. 
ugly woman. <laughs> Chaos to his uh, calm center. Calm, well, yeah. see, that's that's correct. Yeah, he needs the, the opposite. You know? I do think I would probably also be too silly for him. I, uh, I don't yin know. and yang, guys. Yeah, maybe. Hey, I, I could do be. you really think, like, in the movies with Aquafina, her character is Chaos Incarnate? That's he's not point. necessarily with Although her, he's, but he's a more comedic version. That's fair. Right. <laughs> As she stroke his leg. Stop stroking the comic. <laughs> Shang-Chi, hot or not? Hot! Yeah. Yeah. So hot! Uh, martial arts are immediately cool. So oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Hamana, 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 hot. Like, in a respectful way. It's because he's Canadian. Or Chinese in this case. Chinese Canadian. This has been a very hot episode. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't. I wonder how your father found you. I was 15 years old. Art credits, Sentry by John Byrne, Serpent Society by Paul Neary, Their Headquarters by Elliot R. Brown, Circe by Art Adams, Shadowcat by Art Adams, Shang-Chi by Paul Gulacy. Siskoid watches a lot of movies, like a lot. So now he has his own movie podcast, or several. Siskoid Cinema is your one-stop umbrella for a variety of shows like... Fade In, exploring the first films of famous actors and directors. This is a joke, right? On Borrowed Time, discussing all your favorite time travel movies. Whoa, this is heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? And No Escape from Kurt Russell, a dissection of the man, the mystique, and the movies. There goes a perfectly good bumper sticker. And more, Siskoid Cinema, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Female bag. Woo! We're looking at episode 97's feedback on Scarlet Witch, Scorpion, Scourge, Secret Empire, and Sentinels. Let's start with the Scarlet Witch. Chris Pine says, I'm shocked. Shocked that the panel likes the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a bit of sarcasm there. Maybe. Also, this group has the most benign levels of corruption when it comes to superpowers. Most characters turn to a life of crime, but these three just want nice clothes on sale that fit right and uh, good weather. <laughs> They're all in their living rooms making devil horns with their hands as they try to use witchcraft and probably hexes and are like, bring me a McFlurry. <laughs> Oh my god, I uh, The discussion, in fact, made Brian Shufo hungry. Uh, he says, all I could hear was Mick Flurry when Nick Fury was mentioned. <laughs> to which Gene Hendricks responds, Mick Flurry, agent of Grimace. <laughs> and said uh, she has had so many costumes, I hope she is part of the future episodes looking at other versions. Of course she will be. Uh, I feel for Wanda, is she mutant or witch or both? A little of both and not enough of either. I also feel for her because she's been abused by writers. Byrne in West Coast Avengers and Bendis in House of M come to mind. That carried forward into the movies. Mm -hmm. She's got corrupted. Chris Franklin says, I figured Wanda would be a hit. I don't recall seeing the boot cuffs before this. Also, they list her hair as Auburn, ignoring those years where her hair was colored black. Maybe she should just dyed it in this period. It would be fun to see the girls react to Kirby's earlier headdress design and the green color scheme she originally sported. Sangria special. Tim Price says, I mean, come on, everyone loves her, except the writers. Shortly after this, her costume will change slightly to have thigh-high boots. Ooh. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
that was Tim Price. Okay, Scorpion. Mike W says, great episode as usual. I'm not surprised Scorpion didn't get any hots, although he was a great villain, at least until he became Venom or whatever the hell happened. As for the costume, there was a story about Scorpion having the delusion that he couldn't remove the costume because it was bonded to his skin, but Spidey and Captain America proved him wrong after they kicked his ass. <laughs> Eric says, regarding the comments that Scorpion's tail should be pointy, I wonder whether Ditko designed him with the comics code in mind. It's possible that the comics code in the early 1960s would have frowned on him having a potentially stabby weapon, even if he never used it that way. Even the swordsman, whose whole gimmick was a sword, never actually used the edge of the blade in that era. Oh my god. But what about, like, claws and stuff? Show me a 1960s Spider-Man character with uh, claws. Really? Huh. When did it change? It got relaxed. By the 70s. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, the code used to be very strict. No zombies. No vampires. No no stabbing. How boring. No witchcraft. No fun. Oh my god. <laughs> um, where am I? Ange says, I have always had a fondness for Scorpion, probably built from early comic reads and his appearances in cartoons. I have never thought about his tail as a phallic thing. Alas, I always will from now on. <laughs> and You're Price. welcome. <laughs> and Tim Price says, I'm glad the squad asked, why is he green? I'm sure Siskoid had pointed out at some point the whole primary colors for heroes and secondary colors for villains. With Spidey being all red and blue, a large number of his early villains were green only, or with a second color like purple. In addition to the Scorpion, we have Lizard, Dr. Octopus, Vulture, Sandman's green shirt, Electro, Mysterio, and of course the Green Goblin. That's, that's With a lot. <laughs> They're all green. With all of these characters, Marvel missed on creating a villain team with the best name possible. Gang Green. I regret nothing. <laughs> Copyright that shit right away. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Scourge. Eric says, uh, when the mystery of Scourge was being built up by having him appear briefly in different titles to kill off assorted lesser villains, some of the writers didn't seem to be on the same page as Mark Grunewald, who was plotting the overall Scourge storyline. In particular... When Grunewald had Scourge rationalized that he wasn't playing judge and jury because he only targeted convicted criminals, that didn't jibe with some of Scourge's past victims. Uh, so he goes on to give examples. Check him out at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Chris Franklin says, I was reading Cap pretty regularly, so the Scourge storyline was pretty intriguing. Even at the age of 9 or 10, I realized Marvel was clearing out a lot of the um, Mort villains. <laughs> I do wish he wore this more often. Gene Hendricks says, who? Oh, a Punisher analog who the heroes can actually go against because he's not a top seller? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh. As for the Secret Empire, Kevin from New Orleans asks, uh, wasn't Richard Nixon revealed as the head of the Secret Empire? Uh, so this is what Wikipedia says about this. The story was first published in 1973 when the sitting president was Richard Nixon, embroiled at the time in the Watergate scandal. Writer Steve Englehart specifically intended this issue as a metaphor of the Watergate case and the Nixon era. Hmm. But I don't think they, you ever saw Nixon. I think that would have been um, problematic. <laughs> but he would have been one, so that would have been him right here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Franklin says I want to see a guy in a Hawaiian shirt shorts and sandals with that hood on <laughs> sorry guys I was just about to put some stakes 
uh, those takes on when I got the call. <laughs> and then we have Sentinels. Chris Franklin says, I remember everyone being so bummed that we only saw Sentinel Head in X-Men 3. At least we got a full-size version in Days of Future Past. Tim Price says, sometimes they look like pink and purple Iron Man knockoffs. Don't get me wrong, I think they're great antagonists, but either the original design was copying too much, or it's unsatisfying to have that similarity and not make that a story point. Does anybody know if there's been any stories like that? I know it didn't come up in Stark's Armor Wars. And Captain Entropy says, another fun episode as always. I especially enjoyed the musings of the current Sentinel's Canadianness. Think it was the same team that made the Canada Arms? <laughs> no, it is not. Chris Pine asks. Uh, A message from the government of Canada. <laughs> Chris Pine asks. Chris Pine asks. Will the sad Canadian anthem be the theme music for the Book of the Dead? <laughs> I didn't even have like I put on the da -da -da, whatever you know I, on the episode, and it's still not the sad one. I could not find the sad one. They don't use it that much. It's only for like sad PSAs. And I was looking for those PSAs online to like I mean, poach the music. I could not find it. I probably could have found it, but I couldn't send it to you. Do <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. There's a government conspiracy. <laughs> they don't want you to hear the dun 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 dun. They don't want it. No, that's right. They you don't, don't want sad people. <laughs> They, they, oh, they, don't, they sometimes have to use it, but they don't want to. Uh, and a miscellaneous comment here uh, as to the hot plaments at the end. Chris Pine noticed he lost his first number. He only gave numbers, a la Secret Empire, to each of the <laughs> people. And he was first until... Monsieur Luc beat him. Yeah, Monsieur Luc had to bump uh, Chris. And so he says, trying to get me and Amélie's new husband in a fight for a number sounds very Secret Empire. <laughs> and I think we need to check everyone's closet for sinister-looking red robes. <laughs> so that said, before we go, we have to mention the Fire & Water Podcast Network Patreon page at patreon.com slash fwpodcast. If you like this content, please think about making a one-time or a monthly donation, the amount of which will allow you to unlock rewards, like getting on our hot list and getting the girls to throw a custom compliment at you. These compliments are based on the entries we covered today. And we're going to need a compliment for Monsieur Luc. Let's start with him, since well, he's the, the new husband. Um, well, everyone in school, when he was a kid, like, he was, like, the cutest kid. And What happened? All the, oh, no, no. He's always been adorable. But he was such a cute kid, and, like, a bunch of girls had a crush on him. So I think he's, you know, just like Kitty Pride, where, like, you know. Because uh, you're looking at the piglet page. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was no. like, is the theme what we transform you in? No, he's everyone's crush. Okay. Uh, next up, Gene Hendricks. Gene Hendricks, you're as well organized and thoughtful as the Serpent Society <laughs> to its efforts. <laughs> Chris Pine. Have you ever considered dressing up that sexy? <laughs> telling you to do that. <laughs> Same crawl. I'm sure you could dislocate your hip like that if you'd want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zane. <laughs> That's a nut woman if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> That's why it's at you, not yeah. for you. Zane going to the 90s chiropractor. <laughs> Eric. Um, have you ever considered punching two guys? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'd look good 
while punching two yeah. guys behind I, oh, you. I bet you can grab a fish from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> from the ocean? Yeah. A brook or a river? And That's on hard mode, <laughs> Just grabbing a shark from the ocean with your bare hands. And our last victim, Mike Dinus. Oh, absolutely agile feet. <laughs> That's all we had for today, so uh, <laughs> thank God. Go. Say good night, guys. Good night. We love you. <laughs> Leave us comments wherever you can find the podcast, whether the Fire and Water Network website, the Fire and Water Network Facebook page, or through Twitter. The hashtag is FW Podcasts, plural. We'd love to hear from you about, well, I guess these four characters and concepts, but uh, on the show in general. Until next time, be hot, don't be not. I wish someone would um, do a compilation of all the compliments and, and see what kind of profile that creates for these people. <laughs> What have we said about you over time? Yeah. How does that build your character? Yeah, I want to see that. And then, and then we play a D&D game with that. <laughs>